Hello, welcome. This is Jason Kokenzi. How are you doing today? I hope you are enjoying this holiday season. We're right now leading towards the middle of December 2020, and I know that probably has a lot of you anxious to see what 2021 has. I get it. Hey, if you're a brand new listener, welcome to the podcast. I am your host, Jason Kokenzi. Glad for you to be here. If you like what you hear, go ahead and share this podcast, like, and subscribe yourself. If you are a long-time listener, subscribers always appreciate you. If you're a long-time listener and haven't yet subscribed, why not? It's a simple click, guys. Um, I do these. I try to do these about once every week, uh, so I'm not bombarding you with notifications. Sometimes it's not every week. In fact, uh, sometimes, often it's not every week, but uh, we're here to help you get business started, help you to be able to retire early, help you to build online residual income businesses. And guys, now more than ever is a good time to do that because of the world that we live in, the economy that we live in, um, just all the political things that are going on right now. There's just so many reasons to be in online business and there are so many reasons to be in a residual income stream business. And, oh, I've done episode after episode after episode after episode of this type of stuff. And, uh, guys, it's just important. Uh, don't let anybody else determine you are an essential worker or a non-essential worker. You're all essential. When you have an income stream that provides for your family, pays your bills, puts food on the table, listen, I don't care what it is, it is essential to you. And if it's essential to you, then you need it. But don't let other people determine that for you. Create your own economy. And uh, we've done whole podcast episodes on that, but I just want to highlight it as we get into it. We're coming up on the Christmas holiday, which means now more than ever might be a little bit more stressful for you. I know a lot of you have lost your job due to this whole pandemic kind of thing uh, going on with the economy and everything else. Guys, listen, this may sound political to you, and I don't mean it to sound political, but if you now think this is just about a virus, and I'm not trying to say that this virus is not real, I'm not trying to say it's not bad. I'm not trying to say it's not important. But if you if you believe right now this is just about the virus, you need to go look at other news sources. <laughs> and uh, you might be triggered just the mere fact that I've said that. And I'm sorry that it, you are triggered by it. I'm sorry that you're upset by it. Um, listen, I've had COVID. I've had plenty of family and friends that have had COVID. I have had friends and family who've got really, really, really sick because of it. And listen, I don't want anybody to get it. Um, I want a, uh, I want a world that people aren't having having a fear mongering media about it. But here's the thing: this is economic. This is political. There, the suicide and depression rate is up over substantially, farther than it has ever been. The economy is going to go in an absolute spiral because of this. The control over people is is a massive... Uh, it, it's just so frustrating, guys. There's so much control over what's going on right now in our world, economically, politically, that it is going to tear down the U.S. economy and the world economy, frankly. So, 
that was a side note. I probably really shouldn't have gotten all that, but I'm just going to tell you guys, you need to think different. This is really what I'm trying to get into more than any time other, you know, is I just want you to think differently, think differently, think differently. That's what I'm trying to get for you to do. I want you to think differently. I want you to think about money differently. Guys, I've said this over and over and over and over, and I'll say it again. I'm not here to help you become filthy rich. That's not the point of this podcast. Listen, if that happens, fine. Uh, my job is, my, my goal is not for you um, to be materialistic. Not the point. Not the point of this podcast at all. My point is that you have the ability for time and financial freedom. Now, money is a tool. It is 100% a tool. And it all depends on how you use that money. And let me just tell you something. Money does not make you smarter. But it certainly magnifies your stupidity. If you if you, if you have foolishness in your life, money is going to magnify that foolishness. It will. But money can be used for good. It is a tool. And we can use it for a lot of great things. For, for if you've, it, it just, we can use it for a lot of great things. I'm not going to get in the whole, whole concept because we've had podcasts on this before as well. But, guys, money is a tool. And if you look at money as a tool, as opposed to just how you pay bills and things like that, your your life is going to be differently, looked at differently. You're going to live differently. And I don't mean that you're going to go buy tons of, th- tons of things. In fact, my wife and I uh, were going through our uh, finances here just a couple days ago. And, you know, we were looking at the last month of finances and there was so very little material things that we bought, like legitimately very few material things and the material things that we bought, I mean, food doesn't count because we eat the food, but the material things were more, more along the lines of our children's education and schooling. We homeschool. Um, and it was really just to help expedite the homeschooling. It was just really helped to do that. Now we had a couple of Christmas gifts on there. Um, but they, they, I don't need to go through all that kind of stuff, but we, we just didn't have material things that we bought. Um, if, if it was so, if it was for the family, it was more of experiences. It was, it was trips. It was travel. It was experiences of, of doing things together as a family. Um, and that's kind of really what it was. And, uh, I just stopped and we were just talking about it and we're just like, Wow. And this is not to pat ourselves in the back. It, it really wasn't, guys. But I'm just telling you, it, it's so it's so refreshing that we're not consumed with materialistic things. Guys, we have nice things. We do. We have nice things. Um, but our life is not consumed with buying materialistic things. And I think there's going to be a point, guys, that you're going to understand. The wealthy don't fix fix their lives on materialistic things. They have nice things. It's the poor and the middle class that focus on material things often. And that's why they're poor middle class often. And that might hurt. And I don't mean it to hurt. I'm just being real with you. Um, Our goal is not to look rich. Our goal is not to look wealthy. Um, Our goal is to manage our money to allow us to create time and financial flexibility, time and financial freedom. And, and obviously, you know my heart, my goal is to help you do the same. Now, 
I've now talked eight minutes in this whole thing. <laughs> I haven't even got to the point of conversation that I wanted to get to today. Um, so I could talk long and long about that. It's a great conversation. It's a great conversation piece, guys. Don't focus on the material. If you focus, guys, the material, what I love focusing on is for my immediate family is not to be stressed out about finances, number one. Number two, how I can give back to other people and other organizations, number two. Number three, how I can create experiences instead of materialistic mindsets for my family. We love experiences. We love travel. I don't want I don't want my kids to be focused on materialistic things. If you come to my house, you're not going to see you're not going to see this like, "Wow, man, this guy's house. Woo! Look at all these nice things." You're going to say, "Well, he's got a nice house. He's got nice things," but you're not going to be blown away by it. And I'm probably getting a little more transparent today than I normally do. That's okay. Um, guys, and, and we also want to teach our kids how to give back to other people too. They know that we're not focused on, um, materialistic things. My kids have nice things too, but you're not going to look at my kids and say, wow, they're just loaded with money. It's not my goal. Um, you're going to see my kids just as everybody else sees them. They're, They're just, they're just kids. Um, and that's okay. We're not here to impress people. Uh, we're here to uh, change people's lives, and I hope that's your life too. I hope that's your life. I hope that your life through these podcasts, through our Facebook group, which by the way, I haven't even mentioned it, go to iteachfreedom.com, check it out. If you're an entrepreneur, we're just here to help you with some different mindset things, help you to, <coughs> excuse me, better create a business. If you're not an entrepreneur, you're what I would call a wantrepreneur. What is a entrepreneur? A entrepreneur is a person who wants to be in business, but often they don't know what they're doing or they don't know what to do. Uh, go to iteachfreedom.com. If you, you might be in that place of saying, hey, Jason, I don't know what to do. Go to iteachfreedom. Click on the questionnaire at the very, very beginning. Fill it out and say, yes, Jason, I would like to learn about what type of online businesses are out there. I'd love to help you out. So now that we're 10 and a half minutes in, that wasn't even the intro. That's okay. It's good stuff. Let me get into our topic. I've had this happen actually probably, oh, five, six, seven times in the last few weeks. And so I feel like this is a great conversation piece. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to change the conversation a little bit. The question that was asked me a little bit, um, because I've had several people say, well, Jason, if you had $50,000 cash right now, what would you do with it? Well, I think that's not the right question that that I want to actually answer today. The question I want to answer is, I'm brand new to investing. I'm brand new to the online business world. I don't have a business. I don't have a lot of investments. I have $50,000. What should I do? Okay, those are two different questions, right? Because if you're asking me what I would do for $50,000, it's going to be a lot different than the large majority of the people that I'm talking to on this podcast. And so I want to make it more apropos for you, the listener who uh, does not have that time and financial flexibility. You're at a place where you're trying to get that time and financial flexibility. So I'm going to focus it off of that conversation. Okay. Um, 
So first of all, we cannot just let that money sit. Don't just let it sit. Don't let it be in your banking account and certainly don't let it be in your savings account because really neither of them are good options when it comes to getting any type of return investment. We've talked about this before. The average savings retirement or savings account, uh, there's a whole podcast episode on this, is 0.05%. But obviously, if we're going to invest it, we want to have it um, potentially to be in some type of liquid vehicle, uh, liquid investment. And what I mean by liquid investment, for those of you who are brand new, liquid basically means I can go grab it in a fairly quick, short amount of time in case I need to go invest into it. See, I want to have liquid cash on hand that way, in case I need to pull something to go have an investment, I'm ready to go with that. I don't want it to have it in locked up into something where, A, I could get taxed on it, or uh, B, there's some penalty, penalty for me pulling it out early. Um, I don't want to have a tax... Uh, my mind just went blank. I can't even think of the word. But I don't want to be taxed for it, okay? Uh, or taxed very little for it is really what I'm looking for. So I want to have it some type of vehicle... Um, if I know that I'm planning to move that $50,000 cash in like three weeks, I probably will put it into a savings account. Just throwing that out there to you. If I'm going to, if I know I'm going to put in a month, month and a half, I know I'm going to take that $50,000. I'm going to go put it into an investment within a month, month and a half. Uh, then I'm probably going to put it into a savings account, but there are very, very few reasons I'm using a savings account. Um, it really is just a cycle of money. It's just a holding tank. It, it, for lack of better words, it is a holding tank. Again, I've talked a whole episode on this. So I'm not going to go in there. But if I maybe I have to hold cash for a little bit longer than that, maybe a few months, just some things that um, that I would recommend as far as that's concerned. Uh, again, savings account, but that's very, very few and far between. Bonds, short-term corporate bonds, uh, short-term U.S. government bonds, uh, CDs or certificate of deposits, money market accounts, cash management accounts, treasuries. Those are the things that I'm going to throw my money in. <coughs> Excuse me. If if I got to do it short term, um, and even those, I still might not. <laughs> but I'm, I'm not here to talk long and hard about this again. Uh, oh my goodness. I probably just opened up a whole can of worms that I'm probably going to get questions about. Here's the deal. If I had $50,000, what would I put it into right now? So again, I'm basing this on a you, the person who does not have time flexibility, time freedom. You know, a lot of people uh, are in that state who are listening to this podcast. And so the very first thing I would do is I would take three to 4,000 of that dollars, maybe five, let's just round it up to 5,000 just for sake of numbers, Okay. So $50,000 total, I would take $5,000 and I would go focus on starting an online residual income generational business. That's what I would do with that. That's what I would do with that. Plain and simple. I would take that $5,000. That's from the beginning of starting the business to taking some money to invest into the business. Um, and that's where I would take 5,000, not a question even asked. That's how I would take 5,000 of that money into it, period. Okay. Not even a question. Um, before I even looked at that other $45,000, that would be the very first thing I would do period. All right. 
Number one, number one, number one. So would you say, Jason, well, you take 50,000, divide it by five and have 10 online businesses? No, I wouldn't because not right now, because whoever tries chasing two rabbits catches neither. I would take 5,000 of that focus on one online residual income business. Make sure that thing is up, running and humming. Okay. And your definition of what's up, running and humming mean, well, that's maybe a different conversation for a different time. Ultimately, I don't want to focus so much time on one business when it's up, running, and humming that I could focus now on another business. But a lot of times what people do is they focus on one business and get it working halfway, where it still takes a lot of their time, but they decide to go focus uh, some of their other time on another business, and then their first business falls apart. We don't want to do that. Okay? We want to make sure that one business is running ah, 75, 80, 85% by itself, and then go f- start focusing on another business. That's where I would say take your mindset towards. So 5,000 of that 40 or that 50,000, we're going to focus on building an online residual income generational business. That's where I would take 5,000. You're saying, well, could it use more? Potentially. Potentially. Uh, but I'll just say at that point, take the money that you've earned from that $5,000 business And by the way, the business itself is not going to cost $5,000. I think I've told you all the businesses I've ever had, not one of them, online businesses, online businesses, not one of them cost me over $1,500. Okay? So, there you go. What about the rest of $45,000? Well, again, uh, this is how I would encourage you to do this. Now, I know that everybody else's life is going to look different from each person's. It's just going to look different. So with that being said, you're asking me what I would do if I was in your shoes. I couldn't tell you exactly what I would do. So we have $45,000 left. I'll tell you what I would do. Okay? I would take that other $45,000... And I would probably invest in real estate. I would probably invest it in real estate. Sure, you might want to say, well, we'll take $5,000 and go put it somewhere else. Fine. Fine. If you want to do that, that's fine. But I would take $40,000, okay? $40,000, and I would go put it into real estate, understanding that will get you buying outright a piece of property with a down payment of 20%, a $200,000 investment property. Now, the majority of the economy, that's probably not going to get you a whole lot. We're being real, okay? Because again, the question that was asked me multiple times in the last several weeks was $50,000. So if you want to throw 45 and use the whole 45, it's definitely going to be better in your situation. Um, but I would invest in real estate and I would focus specifically on multifamilies, duplexes, triplexes, um, uh, that type of world, uh, fourplexes. I would focus on that. I would not really focus a whole lot on single uh, families. Um, I just love multifamilies. I can go a whole long story into that. 
I love multifamilies way better than I do single families. And you're saying, well, I just don't know a whole lot of single or multifamilies right in my own neck of the woods. It doesn't have to be, guys. Real estate's a wonderful thing. With the property manager, manager, management company, it can be across the United States. I don't care. Uh, that might scare a lot of you out, and that's okay. Um, real estate's probably going to scare you anyway for the large majority of you when it comes to investment properties. So there's going to be some fear fact that you're just going to have to get over. Um, what's the difference between managing a property here and managing a property 200 miles from here or a thousand miles from here when you have a property manager doing all of it, uh, then it should be all right. The key with that is getting the right property manager. But may I say this, I'm going to say something (laughs) so incredibly important. Listen, I would any day of the week, any day of the week, Rather have a residual income online business any day of the week than real estate. Yeah, you heard it here. And I'll tell you why. Number one, because I just put $45,000 cash into an investment property where I may now be only making two, three, four, five hundred dollars profit. Think about that. On that income property. You get in my drift here. So, because I know what I know, and a residual income business, if you scale it, Guys, you could, oh oh, my goodness, you can make that up in a month. You could start fresh out of the gate and make a residual income business making two to $300 a month. 100%. I've seen my, and I'm talking profit, guys, profit, not revenue. We're talking profit. We're talking that net income, guys. Listen. I have seen my online businesses that from one month to the next month, true story, seen it over and over and over and over and over and over, where that particular business, in fact, this just recently happened, where that particular business had a $3,000 or $4,000 or even $5,000 a month Profit increase from one month to another month. Real estate cannot do that. It cannot do Well, you say, well, Jason, what about appreciation? What about appreciation and the equity in the home? Yeah, I get that, but that's not guaranteed. That's just not guaranteed unless you're into the flipping of homes and even the flipping of homes is not guaranteed and all on top of that. But what about the 50% of taxes that you owe on flipping of homes and just all that kind of other stuff. Oh, there's so many things I could talk about about that. But you're asking me if I had $50,000, what I would do or what you should do, I would recommend, first of all, spending time getting that online business. That's what I would do. That would be, I I would take that $5,000 and I would focus hardcore on that. You're saying, what about 10,000? Sure, take 10,000. I don't think you're gonna need the whole 10,000 because you're gonna start generating uh, revenue in your business that you can start throwing, investing back in your business. Guys, 
if you're not investing back in your business, you have no business. I'm just telling you, invest back in your business. Whatever profit you make, especially in the beginning, invest back into it. But we're doing a hypothetical situation. So take the rest of that forty to $45,000 dollars go invest it back in real estate. You're saying, Jason, can I go invest that money into other things? Well, you could, but I would recommend if you have that much money in a lump sum, that I would go throw it into real estate. Yep, that's what I would do. Um, and by the way, even today when I have that much extra cash lying around, um, let me just tell you this. I'm going to say something here. This is a powerful, profound statement. Money gets bored. And let me say this. You will get bored with having money, liquid cash, just sitting around. And so what happens a lot of times is the people who don't find an investment quickly, they spend it on dumb things. I'm trying to help you not do that. I don't want you to go waste it into different vehicles. If you don't understand the vehicle, like real, like uh, like stocks, bonds, mutual funds, I'm not saying those are bad places to put the money into. We've talked about this before. Um, but I don't like the risk involved with those as much as I love real estate. But I love online business better. It's just better. It's just better. So, take the time. Invest your money into real estate first. Well, not real estate first. Online businesses first. And take that money that you've got left over. My recommendation is invest it into real estate. Because of those things, such as equity, appreciation, the depreciation tax, the residual income you're going to get from the renters, all those wonderful things that real estate does have to offer. Uh, there's a two-edged sword within the world of income. It's just a beautiful thing in real estate. Uh, but the reason why I like business better is because there's so many more advantages to business, tax advantages in business, uh, the ability to scale online business way, way faster than I can ever scale real estate. Now, I can scale real estate very, very quickly with borrowing, 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 borrowing. I can do that. I'm not saying that's the wisest thing. I don't have a problem necessarily with uh, using credit. Some of you are Dave Ramsey fans on here, and you're probably cringing that I just said that. Uh, but you can go all the way back to the very, 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 very beginning of my podcasts and look about why I don't fully buy into Dave Ramsey. Not saying he's a bad guy. I just don't fully buy into him. But I don't like overspending credit to buy homes. Mm. Then there's a lot of danger in that, especially if the economy crashes. But anyway, guys, I could talk long about this. Go to iteachfreedom.com. I hope this was helpful. This is one of the longest podcasts I've ever done, but I think it's just a powerful podcast. I think there's so much power to it, what you can learn from it. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Go to iteachfreedom. Like and subscribe this podcast. Learn from it. 
Share it because there's people out there that need to hear it that don't know how to handle their money. And, you know, just say, hey, listen, I, le- I <laughs> this podcast, I learned some things and I think it'd be helpful. Just take a listen to it. And I would love for you to share it with you. Appreciate all of you so much. You guys have a fantastic day.